1: Lightning fans, you've found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlinson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning beat. Now for the latest with the Lightning, here's Eric. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the LightningInsider.com podcast or welcome to the LightningInsider.com podcast if this is the first time. Checking me out here, Eric Erlinson from lightninginsider.com, also the host of the pregame skate show on the Lightning Radio Network. You can hear that one hour before every game on the Strike 102.5 HD Channel 2. You have a HD-capable radio, as well as always on the Lightning Radio 24-7. You can find that on the TuneIn Network, so on the TuneIn app or tunein.com. So where you can find that. That's uh, always streaming there, either on your desktop or in the app. Uh, coming to you after a 5-2 victory against the Nashville Predators on Ryan McDonough night. McDonough, of course, didn't play. He, uh, dealing with an injury, took a puck to the face during a game against the Islanders last week and actually had uh, some minor surgery to uh, place a, uh, a metal plate inside the cheekbone. So, um, yeah, Miami Dunn is going to miss some time, but he was in the building tonight. It was the dad's trip, so uh, good thing for him. He was able to join the team and come here and, and make his return to Amelie Arena, even if it wasn't on the ice after he spent four-plus seasons with Tampa Bay winning two Stanley Cups and helping get them back to a third straight Stanley Cup final last year before the salary cap sort of forced a move for uh, McDonough to have to be traded. And he, he had a no-trade clause in his contract, so he did have to accept the trade to Nashville. And uh, we've talked seemingly ad nauseum about his absence and what it's meant to the Lightning Blue line. i not going to get into that here. In this particular uh, discussion, Uh, but you can't replace a Ryan McDonough, but it was a very nice tribute video for Mac. Uh, Those are always played during the first media timeout of the first period, and this was a long one. You know, most of those videos are about 90 seconds long, give or take. Uh, and, And, you know, a lot of times that's because of TV. It's built into the media timeout. And those media timeouts are, you know, 90 seconds to 120 seconds before the broadcast comes back. Now, my understanding, I didn't see this, but my understanding is Valley Sports actually stayed with the tribute. And between that and the length of it, the standing ovation Mac got not once, but twice Uh, After that video was played, once they showed him on the video board up in the suite area uh, where he was sitting during the game, for parts of the game anyway, uh, tells you how much he meant to the success of this team. And uh, it was really nice to see him get that uh, worthy, worthy um, recognition for his contributions to helping this team win a couple of Stanley Cups. And uh, good luck to Mac the rest of the way. No more meetings this season against the Nashville Predators, unless, of course, it takes place in June. But that's way, way, way down the line. Uh, second meeting this year between the two teams, second and final meeting this season between the teams, and the Lightning end up sweeping the two-game series. There, you know, there used to be a point in time where the Lightning seemed to struggle to pick up wins against the Predators, but uh, that hasn't been the case over the last handful of years. Obviously, the COVID season where they played them eight times uh, got a little bit more of an opportunity to play them uh, more than just the twice per year as it had been for a number of years. Um, Braden Point with a couple of goals tonight. Brandon Hagel with a shorthanded goal. Uh, Nick Paul with a goal. Um... Corey Perry, with a power play goal, accounted for the five goals in the third game of a six-game homestand. Uh, So it was was a needed victory in a lot of ways coming out of Tuesday's game against the Red Wings. You you can't ask for much better of a start. You got two goals within three minutes of the game. Braden Point scores, uh, I think, a minute 16 in. Perry scores on a rebound on the power play that made it two nothing less than three minutes in uh, at one point the shots were seven nothing and it was two nothing on the scoreboard so things were going Tampa Bay's way and going into that first media timeout uh, they get a power play boy chance to build on it chance to really just kind of put your stamp on this game and um, you know John Cooper was asked after the after the game um, about it and he <laughs> He blamed uh, the McDonough tribute video for what happened, tongue-in-cheek, of course. Uh, because it was coming out of that video tribute that the Lightning gave up yet another shorthanded goal. Ryan Jankowski scoring shorthanded that made it 2-1. to one. It was actually on Nashville's first shot of the game that made it 2-1. And you could kind of feel... The air let out of the building a little bit. The air let out of the team a little bit because, once again, it's another shorthanded goal against. It's uh, seven, I think, this year. I think that's seven. They've already given up through 25 games, which is a huge, huge number uh, to give up at this point of the year. I think I saw uh, eight eight combined shorthanded goals they've allowed in the last two years and uh, seven this year. So it's a good thing the power play is... Is contributing uh, with, with the goals because the power play is giving up way too many goals, and that's a that's an issue uh, moving forward. Uh, but it, it did make it two one, and you know it's two one going into the the second period, and you know, like the second period, so many people want to give up on this team so quickly. I sometimes I don't quite. Get where that comes from. Uh, you know they didn't start poorly, but what we saw happen was with the possession that they had, they weren't putting shots on net. And when you don't put shots on net, you know you're as as John Cooper said, you're letting the other team off the hook. I mean there was a there was an extended zone shift that was started by the line with. Ross Colton, Pat Maroon, and Alex Col, they had a couple of these shifts in the game but they had one in the second where I didn't track how long the shift was for the Nashville players uh, caught in the zone but they were caught in the zone and but the, the pucks stayed to the outside, they retrieved pucks well uh, shots were blocked Nashville ended up, I think, blocking 9 shots in the second period total so pucks weren't getting through. And, and when they're not getting through, it's easy for um, Nashville to feel as if they're gaining some momentum. And, you know, they push. Look, Nashville is a very good team. I know they're missing McDonough right now. Um, they have a really good goaltender in UC Soros who's not quite found his game yet this year. But he had a Vezina caliber type season last year. And, you know, look, the Predators came in 7-1-1 and in their last nine, nine games. They beat the Devils last week. Not many teams have beat the Devils this year. And Nashville beat the Devils in New Jersey. And then followed that up with a victory against the Islanders, who were playing well this year, too. So the Predators, you know, they came in feeling good about themselves. And, you know, with with the inability to build on that two-goal lead and then give up the shorthanded goal... Nashville felt life. And they took advantage of it. So, you know, let's give some credit to the Predators and the way they played in the second period. They end up tying the game on a rebound goal from Alex Carrier. And I, you know, look, <laughs> teams have rough patches in games, stretches during the season. I mean, let's let's get one thing clear here. This is a very good Lightning team. They're not at their peak. There's still things they've got to sort out. But they're getting there. And they still have, you know, world-class players who can win games for you. You have a world-class goaltender who's going to win games for you. And you've got Brian Elliott who won a sixth consecutive game tonight. And you're going to look at Brian Elliott's numbers and go, eh, he's not playing that well. He's been fantastic this season because he comes up with timely saves at times when you need him, and he did it again tonight. And we'll get into that in a second. But you know, watching people want to you know jump off the bandwagon or you know give up on this team, and it's it's not you know it's it's only the ones that show up on my mentions on my Twitter feed. You know, it's. It's the ones who only tweet at me when things aren't going well, so I don't hear from them when they're playing well. You know, it's that type of things. And, ah, they're headed for another 500 season? Are they going to turn it on in the playoffs? We can't continue to play like this? We're 25 games into the season. And, you know, you don't want to be a team like the Sabres of years past, who... Go on these great runs and they win 10 straight games, but it's just not, you know, they're not building their game. The Lightning are building their game and they're winning games as we go along, you know. And look, this win tonight, first of all, to show you how compact the standings still are right now, You, you know, you've heard me mention about the East is deeper this year, the Atlantic in particular is deeper this year, points are harder to take off teams. We saw that the other night against Detroit. This victory tonight, I believe, puts them somewhere around the 7th or 8th best record in the league. Now the loss to Detroit the other night dropped them to 13th. Right? That's how tight things are. Well, the Red Wings lost tonight. So the Lightning jumped back over the Red Wings and moved back into 3rd place in the Atlantic Division. You know, it's it's all about how you're building your game up and where are you at really in February. February and March. So they had n- not even a rough second period. It wasn't crisp, you know. But the shot attempts, I know the shots on goal I think ended up 15-8 to 8 in favor of Nashville in the second period. But the shot attempts were 24-20. So it's not like Nashville had major possession time, and in fact through two periods, the Lightning had more than two minutes of uh, offensive zone time compared to Nashville. And that's a stat that jumped up on the uh, video board during the second intermission that I latched onto there. So, ends up 2-2, and now you're in a tie game going to third period, and You know, this team has been there before. And they know to just stick with it. And they came out and obviously played much, much better in the third. They found some of their transition again. They were able to get out of their zone a little bit cleaner. Uh, Shots were getting through. They weren't letting shots get blocked to the point they were in the second period. And then that save that I mentioned that Brian Elliott made came, you know, right before Braden Point scores a second to make it 3-2. And and the shot escapes me. I know it was a, a pass from Matt Duchesne in a little modified kind of two-on-one. And it was a, a quick, not a one-time slap shot, but kind of a one-touch, one one-timer uh, off the pass. And Elliott makes a save. So, like, that's what he does what he's done all year. You know, he's been kind of let down by his defense a couple of times this year. But he seems to come up with timely saves. And that's what he did on that one. And you keep your team in it. You keep the game tied. And then they go down and uh, Braden Point again on a two-on-one with a no-look shot. Uh, makes it two to uh, three to two. Uh, Nick Paul with a uh, pretty good wrist shot from the top of the right circle, kind of caught Nashville in a line change. Uh, Brian Elliott actually ended up with uh, uh, an assist. Uh, actually, I think it was on a shorthanded goal, but um, you know, a quick transition up the ice. Steven Stamkos finds Nick Paul at the the far blue line, he takes a couple of strides in, there's no defenseman there because they're changing behind the play, and he has some space, he takes it, and then just unleashes a wrist shot and scores his 12th of the year, and those 12 goals for Nick Paul are more than he had in the 65 games that he had with Ottawa last year, which at that time was a career high. Ended up with 5 in Tampa, so 16 is his career high, but he's already at 12. And what a force he's become offensively. He's been their most consistent face-off guy as well. Uh, so that made it 4-2. And then Brandon Hagel finally converts on a shorthanded opportunity. Uh, great play. This is the one that Elliott ended up with a assist on. But it's it's a great move by Hagel, who collects the puck uh, basically at the red line. And he shields the puck on his backhand to get past and around Matias Ekholm that opens up a lane to get to the front of the Nashville net. Then he uh, beats Saros with a shot back across his body as he's cutting across the top of the crease, and that made it 5-2. That was Tampa Bay's first shorthanded goal of the year. There were two teams in the league tonight, coming into tonight, that had yet to score a shorthanded goal on the season. One of them was Tampa Bay. The other one was Nashville, and uh, they end up both getting uh, shorthanded goals in this game. But uh, that made it five-two. Pretty much put the game away. Uh, at that point, we were looking to see if Braden Point would get the uh, the hat trick because Nashville did pull the goaltender down by three with around five minutes to go or so. Uh, He got out on the ice, Point got on the ice uh, for one shift. Uh, I think Alex Kalorn tried to find Braden Point, uh, to give him the shot in an empty net, wasn't able to connect on it, so he doesn't get his hat trick. He's still just stuck with that one career hat trick, which came in Pittsburgh a couple of seasons ago when he scored three times in 90 seconds. Uh, in that game against the Penguins.
0: Liberty's leave policy was tremendous. Having the ability to take 16 weeks off fully paid to bond with my child was an incredible experience.
1: At Liberty Mutual, you can find a career that supports you at every step, even baby steps. We offer up to 16 weeks parental leave for new moms and dads. And because not everyone's pathway to parenthood looks the same, we offer robust fertility, surrogacy, and adoption benefits, too. Learn more at LibertyMutualCareers.com and pursue your tomorrow today. Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now, here again is Eric. So, a couple of takeaways from this game tonight. Uh, Brian Elliott continues to play well when he's called upon. It's not easy. Uh, I know you've heard me talk about this before, but it's not easy to play that role. Especially for a guy like Elliot, who's been around a while. He's been a number one for most of his career, or at least a one one A in a combo situation for a number of years. You know, specifically in Philadelphia before he came here. So he came in and again did what he had to do to give his team a chance to win the game. So he continues to shine. Uh shorthanded goals against still a concern. Still, areas I know a lot of people ask me how many of those Sergachev has been on the ice for. I haven't had a chance to look that up. That's uh, that that's going to take a little bit of digging, and, and I don't have that kind of time in game to look up some of those numbers. So I'll see if I can kind of dig that one up here in the next day or two um, to figure that out. But uh, So another shorthanded goal against, but they put power play goal scored, Corey Perry, and then a shorthanded goal scored, Brandon Hagel. So special teams, uh, still a little bit of a mixed bag in some ways, but uh, ended up on the plus side of that, uh, that ledger tonight in special teams. And, um, you know, the lines again, talked about it after Detroit game, get jumbled around in-game. It's not something John Cooper does a ton, and certainly not to the degree that we saw on Tuesday against Detroit. Obviously, the spark worked. Ended up with 30 shots on goal. A, a franchise record for a home game for a single period uh, against the Red Wings. Uh, and, and tonight, he switched the lines around twice. Right? So they started one way. In the second, he moved things around. And then the, in the third, he pretty much con, you know reverted back to what the lines were pretty consistently over the previous few weeks. And uh, it's not... It's not often we see that, to that extent. But it it, it happened again tonight. Uh, I would imagine by the time we get to Saturday, they'll go back to what we're used to seeing and how they ended tonight, and that's Hegel Point and Kucherov. And then Paul, Stamkos, and Kalorn. We had Sorelli, Colton, and Maroon make up the third line. He had Colton. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Colton on the third line. And then he had Nomestikov. Uh, Belmar and Corey Perry on a fourth-line situation uh, in that game. I imagine that's how we'll start on Saturday. Uh, the Defensive pairing stayed pretty much the same. Hedman and Perbic stayed together. Cole and Chernak stayed together. And Sergeyev was in tonight with Cal Foot. Cal Foot made his return to the lineup after being a healthy scratch the last few games um, You know, at the expense of Zach Bogosian. I'm not aware... Um, They didn't say anything about Bogosian. I'm pretty sure it's just a coach's decision to get foot into the lineup. And, uh, you know, Bogosian is making his way back um, from, um, you know, the injury. So uh, we'll probably see this a few times. Hayden Fleury will probably see his way into a game at some point uh, here moving forward as well. Um, All right, so we got the Florida Panthers coming in here on Saturday. Please note the start time. That is a 4.30 start. It's a 4.30 Start on Saturday in a division rival game, a big division rival game. Uh, of course, the playoff meetings, the last two years between these two teams, and uh, the Panthers have been up and down this year. They did beat the Red Wings 5 1 on Thursday, uh, so they came in, I believe, they're four or five points behind the Lightning in the standing, so you know they're going to want to come out and you know, kind of close that gap a little bit Um, when it comes to, I don't call it playoff positioning, but standings, a place in the standings. Um, The Panthers have had some ups and downs with their goaltending. It looked like Spencer Knight had kind of taken over the job from Sergei Bobrovsky, and then uh, he got pulled in the game against Winnipeg a couple of nights ago. Uh, So we'll see who starts in net for Florida on Saturday. I would certainly anticipate no reason to think otherwise that it won't be Andre Vasilevsky in net for uh, the Lightning. Uh, should be a fun game, early season. They've already played once this year. That was the game, of course, the Lightning won in overtime down in Sunrise. So this is the second meeting of the season between these two teams. And uh, looking forward to how that one plays out. Game four of a six-game stand closes out with Seattle and Columbus next week before they hit the road for four games before uh, a little break for Christmas. So, all right, that's going to wrap it up here for me. As always, I appreciate, appreciate everyone for listening. If you're not a subscriber to my site, I have a story up on Ryan McDonough. I had a chance to catch up with him before the game and, and talk about the trade and, and a few other uh, items on the agenda. So that is up. Uh, the tribute video will be a part of, Of that story in case you haven't seen that tribute video yet. Um, Game recap, of course. uh, Team practices on Friday in Brandon at 11.30. For those of you interested in that aspect of it, scheduled at 11.30. Um, Not always pinpoint on the time, but they'll be on the ice somewhere around then. Uh, If you're not a subscriber to my site, I have that promo code. Use podcast. When you sign up, when you go to the payment option, just use that podcast, and I'll give you $10 off first year of a yearly subscription. Uh, so check that out again, lightninginsider.com is the website. Uh, can you know, Make sure you're subscribed to this. I have the other Lightning Game Day Now podcast, and, of course, me and Bobby the Chief Taylor with the pregame report, sorry, the pregame skate show which will air at 3.30 on Saturday uh, right after the Smash Mouth concert, which takes place at 3 o'clock out on the plaza. Uh, So, again, come by and say hi at Cigar City Brewing Tap Room if you're so inclined. And uh, As always, thanks for listening. Share this with your friends. Let them know it's out there, and we'll talk soon.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.